0: This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. I'm Father Ian Dullinger, and I'm playing with food. Have you ever wanted a bigger kitchen? Maybe there is a dish or an idea that you've been cooking up year after year, and the cooking project gets larger and larger. Eventually, your friends are requesting that special sauce or those cupcakes or that chutney more frequently and offering to pay you for some. Well, that's how many businesses are born and how many home kitchens are outgrown. A new venture on the Central Coast is helping these chefs expand. That's expand our waistlines as they expand their businesses with rental kitchens. I toured a warehouse of kitchens in San Luis Obispo to find out how it works. From the acoustics, you will be able to tell that these kitchens are much, much larger than your kitchens at home.
1: Hi, I'm Sunita Singh. I'm the owner of the kitchen terminal
0: what is the concept of we have
1: uh, four kitchens in the space and we're here to help small businesses grow their business and help them with the health department it's an opportunity for small businesses to start something without spending a fortune on it so they can do it by a 20 hour minimum at 20 dollars an hour and then grow into their business as they need it
0: okay what kind of client would you have
1: We have anywhere from caterers, meal delivery people, people that make dog food, they're just selling at the farmer's market. We can take wholesale people, we can do USDA, we have a USDA kitchen. So basically our clients can make their products here and sell it to the Whole Foods or any market, any distributor or reseller.
0: So like cottage A and cottage B?
1: Yeah, but it's more advanced than cottage licenses
0: so it's the next step up from cottage correct and before you can afford your own your own, your own space okay or a
1: coal packer or something
0: like that well show me around you said you have four kitchens yes
1: this is one of the kitchens here the equipment's coming next week and then we have our washout areas here wow okay and then we do supply some small wares as well that you can use such as uh, speed racks bowls pots pans sheet pans and we also have cold storage that you can rent and cold prep areas as well as hot kitchens. So
0: it's all very industrial, very wide open spaces, but it's actually not super huge.
1: No, each kitchen is about 400 square foot. This is one of the enclosed wholesale kitchens, which has its own washout area.
0: Does everybody have exclusive use to it? Or do you say? They do.
1: While you rent the kitchen, that kitchen is yours only and you're the only company using it. And then after you finish, another company can come in and use it.
0: So it's sequential. It's not like when I leave at 5 p.m. somebody else is going to come in and be there from like 6 to midnight.
1: They could be, yes. They could be? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Is that the plan is to have them in continual use?
1: That would be the perfect plan, yes. Okay. <laughs> we're open 24 hours a day. So <laughs> if we can fill it up for 15 hours a day, we're very happy. Okay. How many clients do you
0: have so far?
1: Well, we just opened like two weeks ago. So we have two clients right now. Um, But it's a beautiful space, and we have two fridge walk-ins and one um, freezer walk-in that you can rent. This is our USDA kitchen.
0: So how is the USDA kitchen different from the other kitchens?
1: So in USDA, you have to be able to come in straight from outside and straight into your kitchen. So they would come in this door, go Uh straight into the kitchen, and there should be a changing room and a bathroom all within so you don't have to go to the rest of the kitchen oh
0: okay right so basically for hygiene and cleanliness
1: exactly so these are the walk-in coolers here that have shelving inside that you can rent
0: that's great and then i'll show you
1: outside that we have also have 20 food truck spaces for food trucks to come and park um and they can come in here they can park they can charge and wash out their trucks and dump their gray water and that would be um, these spaces, all these spaces here are all food trucks.
0: So, what would the food trucks do here? Would they be selling from here or would they just be testing their product here?
1: No, food trucks are, are mandated to park overnight. They cannot take their, their trucks home with them. Oh. They have to park in an approved facility by the health department. That's a state law. So, this is a space where they can safely park their in a secure spot and uh, charge their, their trucks overnight and fill up their water. And then these two are the washout bays here where they can dump their gray water.
0: That's awesome. And, and
1: we are, when we do get filled up with food trucks, we do want to do Friday night food truck events and literally have trucks that can sell their products from here as well.
0: Okay, and you're licensed for to allow them yeah. to do that.
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
0: So where, you know, there are food trucks around San Luis Obispo already. Where are they parking?
1: They're parking in different areas. There's some so-called commissaries they are not fully equipped like we are. We're like the state of the art and and we have everything that is required by state, including a covered washout area, sensors underneath the cement where they can't mix the gray water with the storm water. Uh, right now I think they're parked in some some restaurants are accommodating them.
0: But they just can't be parked at home. They are not allowed
1: to be parked well they're they're supposed to be parked somewhere where they can wash out their truck, have potable water charge their trucks and dump their gray water safely. It makes their life so much easier because their trucks are secure, you know.
0: This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio, and I'm Father Ian, playing with food on issues and ideas. I'm in a warehouse of four kitchens, learning how a once-at-home cook can easily expand into a professional. So you say you have two clients. Can you say what kind of thing they do?
1: Meal delivery, and then we have a ghost kitchen person hopefully coming in. So ghost kitchens are the biggest rave right now. They can come here, rent a space, and have Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash pick up straight from here and deliver. Or they can have someone come and pick up their orders as well, like the public can come pick up their orders. And they can do two or three brands. They don't have to stick to one brand from one kitchen. A company can sell, you know, Mexican food and some other, like sandwiches or something. They don't have to have a restaurant that's only Mexican food. So that's where it's kind of a little bit more fruitful for them and also gives them a little bit more choices. And
0: kind of perfect for the pandemic.
1: Perfect <laughs> for the pandemic, yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Instead of having an empty dining room that's three quarters of your footprint. Yes, yeah, and, and so yeah,
1: restaurants are not easy to run either. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really cool concept.
0: The Kitchen Terminal has kitchens in Redondo Beach and Camarillo, is that correct?
1: Correct, yes.
0: And how long have they been going and how successful have they been?
1: The one in Redondo Beach was our baby and it has been open for nine years. Camarillo, we just opened up two months ago, so it's doing great. We are filling it up very quickly and getting all kinds of interesting clients over there, which with all kinds of different types of food. But yeah, and this is our newest one. So it's two two women. We've worked hard. You know, we love food and we love to help people and help them market and help their businesses. My business partner Daniela, she's been in the food industry for gosh like 20 years so she has a good grasp of how to do inventory and how to cut your costs and without uh, sacrificing quality.
0: So you two started this nine years ago down in Redondo Beach and Correct. you yeah. just decided to move up to Slota. Well I
1: love San Luis Obispo and i visited here a few times so I really wanted to move here and so we talked to the health department and, and did a market survey and figured out there's a need for it. So. Uh, We were encouraged by the health department as well, so we're super excited to be here.
0: What do you provide for your clients rather than just being their landlord?
1: We provide business advice, we provide, um, as I said, uh, how to control your cost of product, your cost of your finished product. We provide marketing, we have people on, on our social media team that help our clients learn about social media and what the benefits of that is. We introduce them to the local community, like the women's business group, the small business development, all the other contacts that we've made out here in, in Cameroon and Redondo. We have something we call the client of the month, where we nurture a certain client, every different clients every month, to make sure that they're you know, hitting all their um, targets and what, what their goals are and things like that.
0: So it's full service in terms of business development in the food industry.
1: Correct. If we don't know it, we'll try and find someone that does. I think the biggest thing to remember for our future clients is it's so much easier to, to do something like this rather than try and do something on your own. Because it allows you to focus on your business, to focus on your production and not have to worry about your equipment and whether something's going to fail or you know the maintenance of equipment and all those operational sides that financial burdens that come with having your own kitchen redonda beach especially we've had a few clients that are full-time clients and they've literally left their kitchens and uh, let go of their leases and are coming to our space because everything's taken care of for them and we provide cleaning supplies and towel service and all those things as well so it's just someone somewhere you can come and just focus on your business How did you come up with the concept? My business partner was the one that uh, kind of thought of it because she was trying to open up a catering business in uh, Los Angeles and there was no kitchens there at that time. We decided to do it. We came up against a roadblock from LA County Health Department where they said we couldn't do it. Pasadena had one and so did Orange County so we're trying to figure out why we couldn't do it. They couldn't produce any rules or regulations why we couldn't. So we got in front of all the head people at the health department and basically convinced them, showed them our plans, what our mission is and how we can help the community, how we can help the health department. I mean, we're the right hand for the health department. We maintain the space, we make sure that people are here, they're cooking safely. We have 25 cameras in the facility that follow everyone around basically so we know if something happens where it happened. So we got in front of the health department and they loved the idea and so we were kind of their flagship kitchen where they built kind of the rules and regulations around us. And since then, there's probably 30, 40 kitchens that have opened up.
0: Oh, that's great. Isn't Pasadena in LA County?
1: No, Pasadena has its own health
0: department. What were you doing when this concept came up?
1: I was actually just doing investments in real estate development. And I was kind of in between projects, so when she mentioned this, it was just perfect timing for me. Okay, so you bring the building
0: side and she brings the food side. Correct.
1: That's. I do the, the design and the, the pretty side of it. and She does the operational side of it. She lives in South still, and so she basically takes care of the Redonda Beach. I take care of this one, and we share the Camarillo one, Okay. where she's there half the time and I'm there half the time do you have have managers in each facility
0: that's good i was going to say do you have like middle of the night call outs and things like that yeah yeah but the managers take care of that correct you don't have to drive to camarillo at one (laughs) o'clock
1: we've had very rare occasions the only time i think we had middle of the night call outs was when the edison turned their power off for 18 hours where the fridges were going down so we you know had someone come in and bring ice dry ice and stuff into the fridges but we also have sensors on all our fridges that Connected to our phone so we know when temperature drops or, or rises in them. So we have it kind of dialed in actually. <laughs>
0: well, nine years, yeah. you know, you know what all the pitfalls are, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> taking all the little kinks out.
0: You are listening to Issues and Ideas on KCBX Public Radio. I'm Father Ian at the Kitchen Terminal, a rental kitchen concept in San Luis Obispo. Sunita showed me the basics. Now let's hear from a client.
2: My name is Natalie Magana, and I own the Menu Meal Prep for a local meal delivery system. We do fully cooked, ready-to-eat healthy meals delivered to your door with no contact delivery. We have actually been looking for a nice, clean commercial kitchen for five years. On the Central Coast, that is so hard to come by. You're in other people's restaurants. They're very overcrowded. You can't get in. When I found out the kitchen terminal was coming in, I came and Checked out the kitchen before anything was even built out. So I came to the empty space, kind of realized what was happening. I was in Southern California and I actually toured their other location. I believe it's in Redondo Beach. It was exactly what we were looking for. When we needed to move kitchens, I was the first one to call.
0: How many hours a month do you need to have the kitchen?
2: That'll be a little bit of a. We're going to be rolling the dice with that one for a little bit, trying to figure it out, just because it's so much different from what we're used to. We kind of could come and go as we pleased at the last place. So here, we're really going to have to dial it in and make sure that we're here for the certain amount of time. But we're here on a weekly basis for about 10 hours a week, I would say. Okay.
0: And today's your first day.
2: Today is our first day, yes. And we're very excited. Where were you before?
0: You said you were in a commercial kitchen.
2: It was an older kitchen in Grover Beach. We actually shared it with a local caterer, actually a couple local caterers were out of that kitchen and it's been around for years. It was the old Phil's catering kitchen and they're selling it and so they're ready to close their doors and we just needed to find a new place and this worked out perfect timing.
0: Sunita was telling me that there's equipment and there's cold storage and there's freezer storage and all that kind of stuff. Are you taking advantage of all of that? 100%.
2: 100%. We use a local company for food distributor, so we have to have storage for all of our dry goods that come on a weekly basis and all of our colds. So we actually have shelves in the dry storage, we have shelves in the freezer, and we have shelves in the refrigeration. So this is where like, we'll bring stuff in just to cool, and then from here is where it will go and then be plated. So we have temperature control and everything. And then these are the two walk-in refrigerators, and they're huge we have needed this for so long. Oh gosh, and then this is the freezer. The other commercial kitchens that are located here in San Louis don't have a walk-in refrigerator or a walk-in freezer. They're usually the stand-ups.
0: So how do you deal with that?
2: It makes it very difficult if you're doing large portions of food, which we were, and that's what kept us at the kitchen that we were at for such a long period of time. There's one main commissary kitchen here in San Louis, and this is the only refrigeration he has. So, so this, you're renting one of these shelves, not one of those shelves.
0: And this is a double door refrigerator that you would find in in the kitchen of a restaurant. Correct. So it's about twice the size of a domestic refrigerator, and you're saying you'd only get a shelf?
2: That's what, how they rent them, yeah.
0: If you're doing a big wedding, you've got a double wide shelf in a refrigerator.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it really, really ties your hands. Like, there's not much you can do. And that was the issue for us, trying to find a place in San Luis Obispo, is when we're doing 500 meals a week, I can't fit 500 meals in this refrigerator, let alone on one shelf. Yeah. (laughs) There's access to a lot of equipment. I mean, a stand-up mixer like that, because that's a huge investment for anyone that's new to a catering business or meal prep business. They have a meat slicer they have multiple ice machines so they've got a lot of resources that take it off the business owner's plate which is i mean beneficial for all of us there's equipment in here we have a tilt skillet that we've never had access to because we didn't have that in our previous kitchen so the equipment is unbelievable that they've supplied for us i'm
0: sure that the time that you spend in here affects how much you order when you order because you have to store it and yeah. be more conscientious of oh, yeah. how much it costs you to store but does that flow all the way back to your menu planning
2: 100 percent but from the very beginning that was one of the reasons i started this business was i know exactly what's going out each week so the kitchen terminal works really well for our business plan because i'm not having to hold a ton of product each week we're talking dry storage like our spices on a weekly basis, all of our fresh produce gets delivered. It works very well for us in that sense. If we were open seven days a week doing food delivery or catering or anything like that, I think it would be a little bit harder because my menu allows me to store minimal items. What they've set up here, this kitchen is unbelievable. The organization is just amazing.
0: And what about the rate?
2: The rate is great. Sonata was wonderful with working within my budget. We've had to increase a few things because I thought I could get away with With one shelf and i need three shelves so but she's so great and just personable and able to work with you people get so scared of trying new things and they're afraid of what the price could be that it limits them from going out and trying to find something that would be more beneficial for them and i would just encourage anyone and everyone to come and at least talk to the terminal kitchen So this is one of our all-time favorites. The month of December, we decided to do a client favorite menu every single week. So we've taken items we've done before, because typically our menu is new every week. The team is setting up our jalapeno popper chicken salad.
0: I want some of that. So what are the side challenges and side benefits of this kitchen concept? So if you have two clients back to back, so uh, I have the kitchen until six, mm-hmm. am I responsible for making sure it is in the condition I received it in by the time I leave so the person who comes in at six oh five has a kitchen ready to go?
1: Yes. We tend to, to leave an hour in between kitchens in, in between bookings in case there's a runover. But yes, you have to book a time slot that includes your kitchen cleanup time and you have to leave the kitchen exactly as you found it, and there's a checklist on each space that tells you exactly what you need to do um, in order to uh, have the kitchens completely clean. Now, when we have managers in place, they also check the kitchens to make sure it's left clean. And there's vi- a violation um, uh, penalties as well if you don't.
0: Have you ever had clients angry at one another?
1: Not really, actually. The Redondo Beach location's super busy. We've had a few conflicts. We've actually had to have one. We asked him to leave. Couldn't have him in our kitchen anymore because he was very disruptive to the rest of our clients and, you know, walking in, using the kitchens when there wasn't booked to use the kitchens, um, that sort of thing. So, we've had only one incident like that. There's been a, you know, a couple of not actual clients, but their employees that have been confrontational towards other people. But our clients know that's going on and they fix it. So it's not something we get involved in. Uh, We'll let the customer, let let them know what's going on and they need to address it. We like to create an environment where it's friendly and and camaraderie built into it. And people can feed off of each other and collaborate. And when a kitchen is full of four shelves and they've got their, their production going, it's like super energetic. I've seen Hell's
0: Kitchen and Chopped.
1: It's super exciting, (laughs) exactly. And it kind of looks like that without the screaming guy in the end.
0: (laughs) Every time I set out to produce a Playing With Food episode, I discover that people play with food in ways I would have never imagined. I have never thought about someone needing a professional kitchen only part of the time. When Playing With Food covered cottage food operations, they were all in their own kitchens. When Playing With Food talked to Miss Odette as she was packing her famous pulled pork and barbecue sauce. She was in a restaurant kitchen and told me about her co-packer for her sauce. I had never considered what is in between a domestic kitchen and owning your own brick-and-mortar restaurant or kitchen. You learn something new every day. This is KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, and I'm Playing With Food.